Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully because there's no time to waste for all of us. I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram. Um, Same thing, Twitter, I haven't logged into that or Facebook and God knows how long. Social media, you know, I I do think that there are some things that are helpful um, in connecting us, but I also can see how social media can be really harmful, especially for um, teenagers and people who are still, you know, sort of evolving in terms of their sense of self. And, um, I feel pretty strongly about it. Um, but there are some things that once they're kind of let out into the world, I I don't know how you can sort of close Pandora's box. And I believe Instagram's one of them. Um, when I do come across a quote or a poem that strikes me, I save it for the right moment. And not long ago, I posted something from the poet Atticus. I posted a poem that he wrote, and it just said, Silly girl, your different was your beautiful all along. Just really, it really got me, you know. Um, It really got me. And a previous No Time to Waste podcast guest reached out and actually offered to introduce me. And now here we are. With 1.6 million followers on Instagram alone, and a lot more on Twitter, Atticus has a huge audience that hang on to his every word. Just this week, he wrote on Twitter, quote, as his time dawned, he looked up at death. Please, he said, just one more life. I promise I'll be quick. Because of his talent, he's authored a few poetry anthologies that have become New York Times bestsellers. And he's got two more on the way but also because of his mysterious persona. You see, Atticus sports a mask during his readings and prefers to stay anonymous. Having watched the pitfalls of fame, he prefers to let his work speak for itself. It's Atticus the Poet for No Time to Waste. Welcome to the No Time to Waste podcast. Atticus. Thank you for having me. Atticus the Poet. Shrouded in mysterious. Um, why, for those that, that may not know the name Atticus, um, and because we only uh, record the audio, um, why mm-hmm. do you think it is that you've gained some notoriety for your appearance? That is, that is a good question. And I, and I don't know. I think I was... Uh, you know, from the beginning of starting this project, I think I've been very surprised that anybody would want to follow or listen uh, or read my, my poetry. So, I mean, you know, it's hard to say, I think um, if I had to guess, I think that, you know, I'm anonymous. It's like I've chosen to write anonymously. Um, And I think that helps me write more honestly and, and kind of tell the truth. And I think, you know, people might pick up on that and resonate with people telling the truth. Yeah. Have you, um, so talk me through kind of your, your path or your journey as a poet, 
um, in terms of when you started writing poetry, in what format, was it before social media even existed? And kind of talk me through, talk me through that. Yeah, well, you know, I never set out to write poetry or or, or be a poet uh, at all. Um, I, uh, but I've always been interested, in, you know, been a fan of the classics and um, and reading poems. Um, you know, I, I loved Bukowski growing up. I loved um, Hunter S. Thompson, not for his poetry, but for writing. And um, I loved Kerouac and and the whole beatnik generation and, and Dickinson. And, and I'd read these books, but I never once considered, oh, I might have something to say. And um, it wasn't until just a few years ago that I was uh, in this trip to France and I met an actor there, a guy named Michael Madsen. And if you don't know who that is, he's he's the bad guy in a lot of movies like Reservoir Dogs and, and Kill Bill and uh, I think a Justin Bieber music video. <laughs> Um, and, and, uh, I, I became friends with him and, and he taught me a lot about just life and fame and, and his struggles with, with fame and addiction and depression. And, and he told me that poetry had, had actually saved his life and he released a book of poetry and it, and it kind of, uh, had helped heal him. And I found this so fascinating. You know, I, I grew up, uh, you know, riding motorcycles around the kind of the opposite of, of poetry. And, and for the first time in my life, I think he gave me permission to explore that more vulnerable side of myself. And, um, I was in, uh, Paris for the first time a few days later, and I just wrote, wrote my first poem and, um, and posted it. And, you know, it was just supposed to be a creative outlet, but never expected it to be anything. Did I, did I note a, are you from, do you hail from Midwestern roots? <laughs> I think you're picking up on, uh, I'm Canadian. Oh, oh, I knew that actually. <laughs> I have that written down. I knew that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some, yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta, you get a little, uh, Saskatchewan, uh, mixed in with yeah, some, with some Minnesota and you're like, Oh, yeah. now we're shit out of luck. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, it's so funny when people cat, catch me on it sometimes, you know, I've been living in this, in the States for probably close to 12 years now and people still pick, pick up on it. Sometimes I let my guard down for a minute. Yeah. And, uh, no, no, this is a safe space. <laughs> this is a space space. Please, please, please. Um, oh, good. Then I'll get really Canadian. In a oh, minute. Well, that means you're going to be extremely polite and very yeah, gentle. Lots of sorries. Um, okay. So this is great. So, so you're learning about poetry from an unlikely source, right? From an mm -hmm. actor who ironically also plays kind of the, the villain and he's yeah. explaining to you how poetry has essentially saved his life. And yeah. you're like, well, let me try a little ditty. Right. And you, you, you give it a shot. You try a little ditty. Um, and how, how do we go from there to what are you at? Like over a million, you've got over a million followers on Instagram now, Twitter, you, I don't, I'm never on Twitter, so I don't even know, but how, like, how do we go from, from a little ditty to where you are now and, and the, the fangirl and fan yeah, boy. I mean, 
you know, it's it's a good question, and if if you have any ideas, uh, let me know. But uh, you know, I just I just started posting, and like I said, it, it wasn't supposed to be anything. And uh, I had an old typewriter, and I loved uh, typing, just like little quotes, aphorisms, and things. And I and I just take a photo and post them, and you know, a couple people started to follow, and then a, uh, a bunch more, and then um, you know, s- some people got it tattooed some of the work poems tattooed and then hundreds of people started getting them tattooed and um which by the way was was terrifying because you know i, I write into the night and and um i just you know i'll throw it up and and uh, after they started tattooing i'm like shit i should probably check my grammar before i put these up ah. just in case anybody's get, getting these tattooed um but yeah you know it just continued to grow Hold on. And- did anybody did anybody get a tattoo with a grammatical error uh, I, I mean, not that I've All seen, right. thankfully, knock on, knock on wood, but uh, I'm sure it's out there. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, I, I, it just, it, it just started to grow and, and, um, and people started to share it. And, um, and then, uh, and then, you know, I was approached by an agent who, who was like, Hey, have you ever thought about publishing a book? I hadn't really thought about it, but then we, we started exploring it together and, and luckily I got some offers and, and it became a New York times bestseller. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I've put out two subsequent books and I'm actually just signed a, be- a deal for, for another two books. Wow. So I'm, 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 Congrats. Which is, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I just love to write. And so it's, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so happy that, that, that I get to do that. It's a real passion of mine. So that is something that you see as a privilege and, and something that um, you want the opportunity to, to have, you know, creative outlets for, what's in your head so that you can share it with the world. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I really, I mean, I really do enjoy writing and I feel it's like such a privilege to, to write and, and actually the stuff that I don't like as much as the kind of business side of the whole, the whole thing. Oh, what I'm, creative I'm sure likes you know. the business side. Nobody, yeah, nobody likes the business side. <laughs> yeah. I get it. That, that's what makes you a good creative, you know? Um, I used to work for companies and, uh, I managed the, and built the creative teams. And so I, I know, I know, you know, all too yeah, well. I, and I'll, I'm like going to choose my words wisely. Um, cause I really appreciate you taking the time here, but, uh, I do know how a lot of creatives work and how they, it's very difficult to plug them into kind of the larger, matrix of whatever else is happening because no creative yeah. wants to feel like a cog in a machine right yeah that's that's it's so true and it's kind of like an endless or an age-old story um yeah i find you know i find i don't know if you found the same with your your creatives but it's one thing i struggle with is that i i can wake up in the morning and be creative but as soon as i start answering an email or text i'm just like toast i lose that kind of creative juice and I'm in, I'm in switch to the other side of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not buying this though. You're telling me that the, um, the villain from lots of movies is telling you, <laughs> you should write a poem. Poetry saved my life. I just wrote a poetry anthem essentially, um, mm-hmm. or anthology. And then what? Cause it still doesn't, cause we, we've got, we, we've, we've got, there's a lot of road to travel. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it, 
it just, um, and like, you know, I make it, I think I make it sound easier than it was, but, um, I think ultimately, you know, why it grew was that I really found a passion for it. And I think, you know, if I, if I wasn't passionate about it, I wouldn't post it continuously. And, you know, we're talking about years of, of growth here and, you know, that takes a lot of, there, there's a lot of consistent work there you know it's it's writing it's it's posting it's it's like sharing it's it's you know it, you know there there is a lot a lot to it and and so there's just kind of kind of um uh, a huge amount of work throughout the throughout the way but but thankfully like you know the writing community is really really supportive and and everyone kind of shares their their stuff and um, so many people helped me, um, as I was coming and, um, you know, I've tried to help others as they came along too. I still, I still don't, it still, <laughs> still doesn't, were you on a hat? Like how I just, I know how hard it is, um, to reach a certain level, um, of, of infamy, notoriety, celebrity, um, and I know how much it takes and how like mm-hmm. the stars have to align. And also it has to be like a waning gibbous moon. And like mm-hmm. you need like the squirrel in your tree to be like, there's just a lot. There's a lot that needs to get lined up in order for, for the right mm-hmm. person at the right time to come through with the right uh, creative work, you know? Yeah, I know. I think, I think you're, you're totally right. Um, I think that it is like a timing thing and, you know, luckily it was right when Instagram was taking off and, you know, I was primarily on Instagram and I think, um, you know, the stuff I was writing and sharing was really bite-sized, small epigrams, aphorisms. And I think, you know, that was large, large reason, a large reason. And I, I think there's also been this like incredible resurgence of interest in, in quotes and connection and and just like more um more heartfelt stuff more vulnerable stuff than you know some of the other stuff on instagram so um yeah i think it absolutely got lucky when you think about uh the time between when your sort of poetry mentor showed you the goods and now can you think of a moment when you feel like you could say honestly that poetry saved your life. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I I think of, I think of lots of, uh, I can think of lots of moments, you know, I think, um, um, I, I often say that, that everything started to happen for me when I was very truthful to what I was and why. And I started to pursue things that I found interesting and to pursue like who I truly was rather than who maybe I thought I should be. And, and, um, I really had a, I had a, I don't know if I had a few death of egos and, um, along the way. And I think that like, you know, I was in, I was in the television world for, for a while and, um, and I really wasn't finding any sort of um, connection to it. And I just, you know, we're, we're doing cool things, but I felt kind of empty. And, and uh, it was around that time that I, that I started, you know, that I kind of found Atticus. Mm-hmm. 
and Atticus like really helped me one get you know be more vulnerable and heal in that way but um two just like go more towards my truth yeah you know yes um and I wasn't doing it to be cool or anything you know it was for the first time I was like hey listen like I I like writing I I find it fun I'm gonna post about it and that's just I think people probably picked up on that that I that I actually enjoyed doing this I wasn't trying to be anything You're like, it means something to me and I'm going to do it. Jump on board or not, but I'm doing it. It's not for any other reason other than for me. Um, yeah. And that's, I, I think that that kind of authenticity, um, you can't fake. Mm-hmm. I think even the dumbest lots of us, you know, can sort of sniff that out from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Like I've gone through, like a lot of people, I think, just like real ups and downs um, when struggles with with anxiety and depression. I think that Atticus, in a lot of ways, has saved me and it and it's made me into a, a better person. And it's taken like a long time, and it's it's not a exact science, you know, and something. Um, but it has made me become more vulnerable, and I think just like a a, a better person in in the world and. Um, it's, you know, something trying, trying to do every day. Yep. Yep. Um, I was just going to pull up my Instagram, um, no time to waste, (laughs) no time to waste project. Um, because we got here, um, through a mutual friend of ours who reached out to me and said, Hey, I saw you just threw a quote up from the poet Atticus. Um, do you want me to introduce you? And I was like, well, hell yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and, and ha- this is how we're here. Like, I think less than a week later, maybe a couple days later. Um, and we're here. Um, yeah. right. Which is, which is great. <laughs> I have so many different people come on the show, um, to chat with me about why kind of they're special. <laughs> and, uh, I'm really picky, really picky. And even though I didn't know that much about you, um, when I started to do some digging and some research, I was like, oh yeah, like this is just a, just like a universe shot. Like I, I, yes, I, I, I am sure that, that he and I will get along. Yeah. Right. So, um, the thing that I like to talk about with everybody where I can show some commonality regardless of whether or not you're Katie Couric or Lance Armstrong or Matthew McConaughey or any number of other huge big time celebrities, um, or my dad or rabbi leader, or like there's, there's so many, there's so many other people that I've talked to, um, who are just, just like, like prime humans. Like they're just, they're just exceptional good humans. Um, one thing I like to talk to them about, though, is, you know, in my life, I was always known as someone who was living life like there's no time to waste. Um, I was always someone who was down for an adventure or, um, you know, up for a, a last minute trip. Um, oh, cool. And, you know, I talk to people about you know, when I say no time to waste, it's about confronting mortality, 
It's about crafting a life without regret and then maximizing moments focused on the three things that I think are most important, gratitude, human connection, and joy, right? And so I've crafted this life before cancer that's all about really like just sucking all the marrow out of life, right? Mm -hmm. And then I get this this diagnosis and um, doing research on you and, and finding myself in like the, the trowels of, of poetry and, and poems that I love. And like, I can't, I can't not bring up the, the man in the arena. So for anybody that doesn't know, um, Brene Brown brought it to my attention back at least 10 years ago when I read the, 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 th- I think it was the thoughts of imperfection. She's amazing. Yes, yeah, she's like not even human. Um, for those that don't know, here's here's the poem. So, or it was a quote by Teddy Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends themselves in a worthy cause? Who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly? so that his place shall never be with those cold and, and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. Wow. Just got shivers. I mean, it sounds like you've been in the arena since the very beginning. That one, that one just makes me feel yeah. all the feels and, uh, yeah. and also not feel anything. It's very, it's a, I'm facing a surreal end now and uh, I am not ready. (laughs) I'm not ready to die yet. Um, But I have to remember when I like think about the, the 30,000 foot view that I have, I have done so much. I have accomplished so much. I have helped so many. I have made an impact imprint on the world you know um and that feels really good to to know that like my life will not have been in vain you know or just serving my own purpose um it'll be yeah about something much bigger than that and at least i will go down swinging you know um Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you've been in the, in the arena from, from the beginning, you know, you're in the, in the dust, the gladiator fighting and that, you know, you have no idea how many people that inspires. Yeah. Well, just like you, you know, I, I don't do this, um, to talk to, you know, fancy people or known people, you know, I just, this podcast has finally been abandoned as, as any means of 
driving income. That's not going to happen. So now this is just what I, what I pay for to support because these conversations with people like you and others, it it brings me a lot of meaning and it it makes me feel like there's worthiness to my days. And I feel like I'm helping tell stories that only I can tell Mm -hmm. um, so that people can use all of the tools in their toolbox, including poetry and words, Mm -hmm. right. To, to navigate all the, the shitty ups and downs of life. Right. Because like, you don't, you don't scoot, you don't scoot out alive. Like you don't, that's, that's not living. Um, You can, and there's a lot of people that do that, but like, no, this is, this is about far, far more than that. You know? Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. And I think, I mean, I don't think you should underestimate what you're giving to everybody you talk to from, you know, Matthew McConaughey all the way down to, to me, you know, it's just the, the, the perspective and, and, and courage. And, you know, I, you read that quote and I just had like shivers. I was like, Oh my God. Wow. That's so powerful. So thank you. You know, you're welcome for creating these conversations and, a safe place to chat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy and uh, you are, you know, not just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. So I always appreciate it when people are willing to take the time and, and chat. Um, Especially when we're able to talk about something that, maybe not everybody is tapped into yet, mm-hmm. right? That maybe maybe access to poetry for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a 35-year-old man in Nebraska in a small town, like, is just something that he's never really been exposed to. And mm-hmm. who knows how many people you are helping expose to other forms of creative outlets um, because it's, I think it's, it's pretty special to be able to introduce someone to something, a new tool, a new outlet, something that will enable them to uh, really, really rise above whatever the tide is in life. Yeah. You know? Um, and you could be that, you could be that, that conduit or that, that teacher, just like that, that man was the the teacher for you. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, I, I don't think, I certainly don't, don't think about the ripple, but you know, if you, if you consider the impact and, you know, you, you have hosting these conversations and, and talking with people and the ripple that, that kind of sends out of people who hear it. And like, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast or I, like, I want to like 
interview people or I want to host these conversations and create this space. That's so powerful. And you, you just don't even contemplate the, that ripple. Yeah. I've been told I, um, as, as you know, I think when people kind of read back your work or, um, put a mirror up to, to you and what you've been doing, um, it's a odd sensation, um, because you weren't putting it out there for the purpose of other people mm-hmm. looking at it. You're looking at, you're putting it out there for the purposes of you looking at it, right. Of you mm. using it, of you like, and so it's very weird when I would assume you get um, criticism or you get uh, people's feedback mm-hmm. and you're like, it wasn't for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. You're just like, why, well, you know, why are you reading this? If you don't like it, just don't read yeah. it. Like I, we're not like, this is for, this is a safe place where me and some friends to share poetry. If you don't like it, don't read it. Yeah. Just go it's away. Unfollow. <laughs> it's so true. Just unfollow. Yeah. Unfollow. That's all. <laughs> Let me help That's you. That's all. Here's the unfollow. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't like it, I mean, okay, yeah. then you're not a good fit. That's okay. <laughs> Instead of you trying to like conform yourself, right? To yeah, meet the needs yeah. of a stranger. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable, really. Yeah. Is there anything, any last thing that you'd want uh, you'd want listeners to hear? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'll uh, I'll read a I'll read a quick quick poem. Um. If you don't mind. No, please. And, and uh, I wanted to I wanted to share it. Just uh, I don't know if I've ever shared it online, but. Um, I liked it because um, it's the kind of idea that we all live forever, and, and I've always liked that. And and um, you know, um, life and death is something I, I think about a lot, and and I, I often struggle with how to how to think about it. And so I think I write about this idea that we are all part of something bigger and that we are kind of infinite and this this poem is just like a really short one but it's about just uh two people being in love but but kind of living on forever um let us promise you and i that we are one one till the end end of it all and in the end which we will not fear let us promise to place our bodies together so they tumble into dust and time can pass and the world can change but we will be together still. And when all things end in light and fire, let our very atoms meld together, too mixed then to ever be apart. Let us promise this, and we will never fear to be alone, for we, we will be promised as atoms floating forever in the stars. Okay. So if you really want to maximize your moments, you could pitch in and help us get the word out. Just rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's it. Oh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss future episodes and bonus content. For more motivation, head to notimetowasteproject.com or join the squad on Instagram at no time to waste project. Grazie mille.